This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 680, so many people are talking about downloads and dollars, and sometimes that can really leave us discouraged. Well, I'm here to tell you there are more than those two ways to count podcasting success, and we have a last five and five. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology, face your fears, and flatten the learning curve, and not just get you podcasting, because look, you can go watch a lot of really old and really outdated videos on YouTube and steer your podcast right into a brick wall, or you can check out the School of Podcasting and get going in the right direction. The website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you throw in a slash start to that and then use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, you can save on either a monthly or yearly subscription, or you can buy the courses a la carte. And, of course, that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Today, we're talking about measuring success in podcasting without using downloads or money. And one of those advantages is relationships. And one of the biggest benefits of joining the Podcast Engineering School, which starts in September 10th, is lifetime access to the Podcast Engineering School closed community. You also, of course... When you attend the Podcast Engineering School, you get live interactive online training with Chris Curran, who has a who had a career in the music business, had his own studio in New Jersey, and now he's taking all those skills and he's bringing it over to podcasting. And you'll actually get live training with Chris, plus two one-on-one mentoring sessions with Chris. I already mentioned the lifetime access to the closed community and, of course, a certificate of completion Early bird specials are going on right now. And again, this starts September 10th. So the longer you wait, the more expensive it's going to be. Check out everything at podcastengineeringschool.com. One last bit of housekeeping. Normally, I put this stuff towards the end of the show. And that is, I am doing the question of the month. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question, I need you to do two things. Normally, I have you do one thing. I know, it's a big ask. Number one, you can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and answer the question of the month. Like, let's say you've recorded something. You can just upload it there. You can use the speak pipe. The question of the month is, what do you like about this show? What do you wish I would change about this show? And what would you like to hear in the future? Maybe it's a topic. Maybe it's a guest. Now, that's the short version. What I really want you to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and click on the button for the online survey, which has, I think, six questions as opposed to three. And I will be reading your answers and listening to your answers. I really, that's why I need the audio version is because this will be coming out next week, the 29th of July. I need your answers by this Friday. That's the 26th. So I'm a big boy. If you have constructive feedback, I'd like to hear that. But check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Is there a gift for somebody that uh, actually fills them out? We'll find out next Friday or next Monday, the 29th. Thanks so much in advance. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Today, I'm kind of talking to new podcasters, but also kind of the 
the middle podcaster. You know, you started it, it started to grow, everything was great, and then it kind of like, mm, it's kind of leveled off a little bit. Because when you first start a podcast, you are checking your stats about every five minutes, if not more than that. And there seems to be kind of a new meme going around now where it's like, well, I've been doing this a while. It's time to make money with the podcast. And that's not entirely true. It's if you have an audience, then you can potentially monetize your show. If that was the case, I've been playing the guitar for 18 years. I should be a millionaire at this point. It just doesn't work that way. And uh, if your numbers aren't growing and you're not making any money, then you might become a bit discouraged. And today I want to talk about is there are other ways. Yes, there are other ways besides downloads, besides money that you can use to kind of gauge your success with a podcast. And so I'm here to, to help you with that. And as always, you're probably, if you're a regular listener of the show, you're probably tired of hearing me say this, but every podcast begins at the same two questions. And that is one, who is your target audience? And two, why are you starting a podcast? Like, what is your goal of the podcast? And if the goal was to be seen as an expert and you get an email from somebody going, hey, I heard your podcast. I have a question for you. Congratulations. You're achieving your goal. Somebody just sent you a question via email, via Twitter, via whatever, because they heard your podcast and you seem to know what you're talking about. You're an expert. And I think a lot of times, sometimes people overlook this stuff. If your goal was to find like-minded people, because let's face it, your spouse cannot handle another conversation about Batman. Well, you did. And people are like, oh, absolutely. Batman would kick Superman's butt and Aquaman versus so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And no, you know, George Clooney was absolutely the worst Batman and all those other really important conversations that you have. You are now having, well, congratulations, your podcast is a success. And it, and it doesn't matter if you have 10 downloads, 100 downloads, or 1,000 downloads. You are doing exactly what you set out to do. And so it's kind of weird when you think about that, because sometimes we just get focused on the downloads, and we just get focused on, well, how much money are you making? I love riding my bike. I'm kind of bummed right now in the United States right now. It is super hot. And so I've actually been going out at night riding my bike, which is kind of like asking to just get hit by a car. But I love riding my bike and uh, I haven't made a single dime on it. In fact, I need some new tires and some other things and it's going to cost me some money. But you know what? It helps me achieve my goal, which is uh, partly I feel like a little boy riding around the neighborhood. And number two, hopefully that's burning up some calories. Now, if your goal for your podcast is to just get the message out there and you check your stats because, of course, when you first start out, you're doing that every five seconds and your download numbers are above zero. Congratulations, your podcast is a success. Now, granted, you might want more than one or 10 or 20. We always want a bigger audience, but the point was this, this information needs to get out there and congratulations, that information is getting out there. If your goal was to get something off your chest, you know, you just, I just need to put the words out into the universe and see what happens. 
I, I just, you know what? I'm going to record a podcast so I can listen to my own voice to prove that I exist because I feel absolutely invisible. You can do that. And when somebody hears that and they reach out and say, you know what? I've been there too. Then guess what? You're not invisible. But just hearing your own voice, you're not invisible. And there are shows like that that have nothing to do with downloads, have nothing to do with money. I do a show called Building a Better Dave. It's not on a schedule. I've never pimped a single product on it. Uh, at the beginning of it, it was supposed to be me sharing stories about going through online dating, but it really is just me sometimes trying to be funny. Sometimes there are a few of those that are, it's like therapy. And I realize that in some ways, as much as I preach, always deliver value to your audience, always to, there are some of those that I will say, uh, if, unless you really value getting inside the head of Dave Jackson, the value was very, very selfish. It was about me just, I need to say this. I'm living in a city outside of my family and I feel alone and I want to say this and I'm, I'm kind of psychoanalyzing myself. And I put it out there and it's the same. It's like an audio journal. Todd Cochran. Do you know Todd Cochran? Hall of Fame podcaster, Todd Cochran. He uh, runs Blueberry. That's another media host along. Uh, for the record, it's it's kind of funny because I work for Lipson and Todd, as well as Mike Dell and many other fun people work over at Blueberry. And technically we are competition, but Todd is a really great guy. He is a guy that fights for the indie podcaster as he's always trying to get deals that uh, even if you don't host your stuff on Blueberry. Uh, Todd can actually, in some cases, help you get a sponsor for your show. Also, the very first guy that uh, wrote the the very first book on podcasting way back in 2004, I think it was. So one of the few books on podcasting I don't have. But uh, Todd is a great guy. And when his father passed away, Todd did an episode with his mom because as you might imagine, uh, depending on how old you are, uh, in some cases, spouses really rely on each other. And I was, I didn't ask him what the name of the show was, but Todd did a podcast with his mom and they just talked about it. And I'm not sure how much of that podcast was for the audience or how much of it was for, uh, just to give a, a, a venue for Todd and his mom to kind of talk about, hey, this is new. We've got to go through this stuff. I feel really uncomfortable. This isn't the way it used to be. And I'm sure I've heard Todd talk about this. I tried to find a clip of it and I couldn't, but I've heard Todd talk about this, that it really helped the relationship between he and his mother. It helped them work through the grieving process of, of losing, uh, his, her husband and Todd's father. And so it doesn't always have to be about downloads and money, uh, you can do kind of a personal journal. And then there are times when you have a show like that, that other people hear it and go, oh, I'm not alone. Uh, Darwin Dave does dealingwithmygrief.com. That's a show that's very personal. It's an audio diary, but it's about, hey, I'm trying to go through this situation and I'm just going to put it out there. And then other people see it and they go, oh my gosh, I'm going through the same thing. Has nothing to do with downloads, has nothing to do with monetization. It's about my goal in Darwin's case is dealing with my grief. So keep in mind, it's not always, you don't have to make 
a gazillion dollars. You don't have to have a gazillion downloads. One of my favorite people, she doesn't do the show anymore. Uh, Kathy did a show called Special Mouse. Now, Kathy loves, Kathy Kelly, uh, loves the, loves Disney, period. She's one of those people where it's, it's not quite cultish, but she really, really likes Disney. I say that lovingly. And she had a, a son with special needs. And so Kathy started a podcast called Special Mouse. And she also started a Facebook group. And I was actually kind of the, uh, the editor on that show. And I got insights into what was going on in the Facebook group and things like that. And that was the epitome of people going, I thought I was the only person going through that situation. So it became kind of a support group as well as educational because she, boy, Kathy knew everything about how to get around a theme park. And so she was serving her audience. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit as we go along. But the, the other thing is when you do, again, kind of a Theracast, I'm going to coin that term here. The, the goal may be to work through something and that's okay. It's kind of some people like, Oh, you shouldn't put that out in public. You should just write it in a journal. Well, yeah, you could do that. That's another way of doing it. But sometimes by making it public, people hear things like that. And so I have a, a client right now that is kind of disorganized. And my point here is it feels, it feels good to, to give, doesn't it? Have you ever given somebody a really good gift that you just know they're going to go like, Oh my gosh, uh, last year, it's so weird. My brother is turned 60 and, uh, he's very hard to buy for cause he buys everything he needs and his grill broke like days before his birthday. And so I worked with my sister-in-law and we both chipped in and got him this like killer grill. And it really blew him away that we went cause grills are not cheap, but it was my brother and we did it and it was great. So it's, it's really, I felt great that I was able to, to actually give back to somebody who's given so much to me. And so I have this client right now, that's needs a little help shaping their idea. And that's fine. That's what I do. And they've really been trying to launch this podcast for years. And there are some, some fears to face. There are some demons to battle. Uh, but I'm really committed to helping them get this podcast out. And I'm really already enjoying seeing them step out of their comfort zone and ever so slowly starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so that's that's my DNA. I love to help people. And so when you can actually help other people via your podcast, it feels good. And I looked up the term blinders. You've heard people say, I need to put your blinders on. And if you're not a horse racing fan, you may not even know what that means. So I asked Uncle Google and Uncle Google said a pair of small screens attached to a horse horse's bridle, which is the thing that's in their mouth, to prevent it from seeing sideways and behind. So basically, it's a thing you put around a horse's eyes so they can't see behind them and they can't see sideways. So the only thing they're focused on is the finish line, right? Whatever is in front of them. And sometimes it's great to not be able to see behind you, right? It's great if you can't see the past. Maybe you're not proud of your past. I mean, I have things in my past that I'd kind of like to erase. And my guess is that, well, you probably do too. 
And just keep in mind that mistakes of the past do not dictate your value in the present. I'm going to say that again. The mistakes of the past do not dictate your value right now in the present. You, my friend, have a whole lot more to give. Life is not done with you. And yes, you can impact people. And one of the biggest things that can lead to discouragement, and the reason I bring up this blinders thing, is where blinders hinder your ability to see sideways. That's a good thing. And they they hinder your ability to see behind you, which is a good thing. But when podcasters start comparing themselves to others, it can go downhill quickly. And in some cases, the tires can come off and... I want to point this out. It doesn't make any sense to compare a weight loss show to a trigonometry podcast. It is the ultimate in apples and oranges. So when you first start off, keep your blinders on. I know I've mentioned that in the past. And the reason I bring this up again is because it's really, really important. Now, the other thing is, is it takes time to build up engagement. Now, here's the thing. Can I kind of point out that I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth? Because I just said, don't compare yourself to others. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you examples of other people. So I say this to not make you feel discouraged, but to say, look, this is what, this is what is possible. This is what can happen. And when you first start out, you're not going to get a whole lot of feedback. Can I hear to tell you that is normal? That is normal. I launched a new podcast a while ago. I don't mention it much here. It's called uh, Your Podcast Consultant. You can find it at podcastconsultants.com. If you think this show is too long, check that one out. It's nine minutes or less. And I actually got somebody who said, I love this show. But keep in mind, that show's been out for nine months, and I just got my first piece of uh, feedback. I don't really ask for it. And that's one of the things you want to do. If you want feedback, you have to make it easy. Just keep producing content that fits your audience, deliver value all the time, and then make it easy to contact you. So don't say contact me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on, I don't know, MySpace. (laughs) You know, what I do, and this doesn't mean you have to do this, but I think it makes sense, is I have all the ways you can contact me. Smoke signals, you want to do that, that's fine. Facts, Everything is there, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And that way, if somebody says, how do I contact you, Dave? I go schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And that way you make it easy. But the other thing that I think so many people, I don't think they ignore it, but I don't think they realize the power of relationships. I mean, some of the best friends I have come from podcasting. And when you get that first email, reply back to that person and start a conversation, ask a follow-up question. And the reason I think most people ignore the power of relationships is because they always have relationships, whether it's family or friends or things like that. I had a, a small period of my life where I was somewhat disowned by my family. It's a long story. I lived in a city where I knew nobody. 
And pretty much my now ex-wife hated my guts and I felt very alone. And I'm sure you've had similar situations where you just feel invisible. And this is where now that I have friends and family and I'm kind of with my family, we've even things out. Oddly enough, a lot of that involved <laughs> my ex-wife. So you'll, you'll notice a, if you're like, hmm, that seems to be a theme here. Yes. When the, when I got divorced, oddly enough, my family was no longer <laughs> upset with me, but don't underestimate the power of relationships. And you will build relationships if you want them with your audience. So one of my favorite shows, it's kind of interesting. I love this show. I binge it on a regular basis. I don't listen to every episode when it first comes out because I have to be in the right mindset. You've heard me mention it before. It's called Congressional Dish. And it's a podcast that if you are an American, you need to go to Congressional Dish and listen to at least once because you will be amazed at what your Congress is doing and probably more important, not doing like they just voted down. You know how we're all worried about uh, people hacking our our digital voting machines because, well, um, people are hacking our digital voting machines. Well, there was a bill that went through that said, hey, you know what? You can't hack paper. You know what is a lot cheaper than a bazillion dollars worth of voting machines? Pens. And our Congress went, nah, that's all right. We're going to keep the, the electronic hackable stuff going. It's an amazing podcast. And she did a great episode on healthcare. And as I was listening to it, one of her donors had unfortunately passed away. And this shows you the kind of relationship you can build with people that you never, ever meet. But today, instead of giving you a list of, you know, what value I provided in this episode, I want to tell you about someone that understood the model, lived it, and supported the show for many years, and who's no longer with us, and that is our good friend, Bud Johnson. Bud is someone who I've never met in physical life, <laughs> but he has sent me handwritten cards and poems and checks now for over four years. And those of you who listen to the, the thank yous, especially to the end, you might remember Bud Johnson because he's been so consistent and um, his checks are always in different amounts for different reasons. Like I went back through through my my pile. <laughs> I have a pile and Lauren has a pile because we keep all of your messages. So every email that you sent is saved in my Evernote and every card and every picture, all of it is saved. And so in my pile, I have a bunch of Bud's cards and Lauren has a bunch of Bud's cards. And and so like I was looking through and, you know, one from January 2016, Bud donated $2.11 in memory of his father who passed on February 11th, 2002. You know, it's just the kind of guy he was. And and one of the cards that he sent that made me laugh out loud, it was a card that had the um, Eiffel Tower. And one of the things I loved about this particular card, and he had no way to know this, but the picture of the Eiffel Tower is one I actually had on my wall for a while. So it was just, it was cool, a kindred spirit type thing that he sent me this particular card. And all it said in the middle of it was, damn girl. <laughs> and I, he didn't sign it. His name's not on it. I just know his his handwriting. So that's how I know it was Bud. But the one that the one that broke me was the card that had three little kids who were clearly at a 4th of July parade, you know, holding their little flags. 
And on the inside, he said, Jen, so sorry about Nathan. My condolences. Here's an extra $5. Love to you and your family, bud. And for those of you that don't remember, Nathan was my brother-in-law who I loved very much. And he died very suddenly in 2016. And and so to get <laughs> to find this card from Bud, I don't know. It just, I'm super sad that we've received our last card. <laughs> and I know I'm kind of a mess right now, but I just, this is how sad I am about this. And um, I guess what this has taught me is even though we've never actually met in person, you know, I had a friendship with Bud. He was my pen pal. I talked to him and to you through this podcast. And because of the value for value model, I get to hear back from you, you know, and, and I know so much about this person. I know that he went to school in Illinois and I know he was a, a musician and a poet and, I know that he was in and out of the hospital, although the last time he told me he was sick, it was for a broken hip. I don't I don't know what happened. We found his Facebook page and that's how we found out that he had passed. And his sister had said on March 15th that he was in hospice and then people were giving their condolences two days later. So something happened in March, but I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But all I know is that because of this podcast and because of the value for value model, you know, going through my pile and seeing so many of your names and notes and messages, I've realized that this isn't a one-way thing. I, I love you guys. <laughs> it's so crazy. I don't know. So many of you, I, I do this alone in my bedroom or a bedroom. It's not my bedroom. I have an office, whatever, who cares? But I'm standing here alone talking to a wall, but really... I've I've developed friendships with you to the point that I'm so sad at the loss of Bud. So, so yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that a, a really good person and a part of our community is no longer with us and he's going to be forever missed. And um, I don't say it enough. I wish I had said it while Bud could still hear it. But I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love each and every one of you. And so, um, yeah, I guess we're just going to dedicate this episode to the memory of Bud, um, my friend Bud, <laughs> who lately had been um, signing his cards. Love you. And um, I love you, too. And when I heard that, that made my heart sink because I, I, I love Jen to death. I've met her numerous times at different events. Uh, I am a supporter of that show because she doesn't get sponsors. It's all listener supported. And I just wanted to reach through my phone and give her a big hug. So that is something that was real. That was not made up. It's not fictitious. I wanted to climb through my phone and give her a big giant hug. Uh, I've mentioned this before. I'm just going to give you a clip. The No Agenda Show is another political podcast. Started by Adam Curry, by the way, and John C. Dvorak. Adam Curry, the father, the actual podfather, the guy that helped start podcasting with Dave Weiner. So if you ever hear anybody talk about the podfather, they're talking about Adam Curry. And if you refer to podfather and you try to give that to somebody else, uh, like I had somebody once called me the podfather. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's only one. 
His name is Adam Curry, and his show is at noagendashow.com. But listen to all the meetups now that are going on without the host. That's the point of this. The hosts aren't going. This is just his community. No agenda meetups. We got some meetups. We have one happening on the 4th of July, too, actually, in Seattle and in Washington, D.C. Now, I got a note from Dame Sheila, the lady of Lisboa. Uh, Adam, hope you're well. I entered a meetup uh, a couple days ago for next Friday, July 5th in Lisbon. Also sent an email to Mimi. It wasn't mentioned on the show. I haven't heard from Mimi. Is it, can you check? Is it? I, I can't see it on the list. So I've put it in the list here. I've forwarded this to the back office, Mimi, uh, to see if uh, there's something wrong with your submission. But uh, we're going to keep it on our list here. July 5th in Lisbon. July 6th in Utrecht, the Netherlands. July 9th, Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, the 11th is Charles- Charleston. It is indeed South Carolina. And uh, this is organized uh, mm, I forget which dame is organizing this, but they're doing uh, uh, the way they're doing their meetups. There is a six week cycle. So every six weeks they do a meetup, which I think is a great idea. Keep it on a six week cycle. This is where you can say you really think it's a great idea. That's a great idea. July 13th, Atlanta, Georgia. July 19th, Colorado Springs, Colorado. July 20th, Southwest London, the 26th, St. Louis, Missouri. Two on the 27th, Buffalo, New York, and Frisco, Texas. Uh, and that is the uh, the 27th. That's the final one. And you can go to noagendameetups.com to find out if there's one near you, how to get to any of these, what uh, specifics there are, or if you want to start one yourself. And, and keep in mind that while they're not attending these meetups, because as you kind of figured out, they can't be in 12 places at one time, you could do something like this. So if you ever want to throw out this idea to your audience, like, hey, if you'd like to have a bunch of people sit around and talk about whatever your subject is about for your podcast, I would love to meet you online. And you can use a tool like zoom.us. It's only $15 a month. And you could actually do this. And of course, there's Google Hangouts and other things like that that are free. But you could actually have a virtual meetup with your audience. It's just something to think about. If you want to check out their show, they're at noagendashow.com. Jim Cullison is a guy I do a show with every Saturday. It's always just a... uh, It's an honor, and it's a lot of fun to work with Jim Cullison. He has a network called, uh, you can go to theaverageguy.tv. His show is called Home Gadget Geeks, and his podcast in it, he just mentioned that occasionally, he's not a big cigar smoker, but you know, every now and then, special occasions, whatever's going on, they'll fire up a cigar, and that's all he said. Well, you know what? Let me let Jim tell you the story. Well, in the last year or so, I've kind of gotten into cigars. And and it just it started appearing on the podcast. We didn't talk about it a lot. In fact, we really only talk about it in the pre-show. That never makes the, for the most part, never makes the live recorded version. But there were several of the podcast, several of my listeners who caught on that I was enjoying cigars a little bit more. And I actually brought a humidor on the show at one point to talk about from a tech perspective and some of those things in twice within a month, I had listeners contact me and say, Hey, what's your address? I'd like to send you something. And so two cigars, one for me, one for Mike Weger, my co-host showed up twice. And it's not a money thing. Uh, Dave, I could go buy my own cigars. Like that's not a big, it's not a big deal. What was really, really cool is that the listeners felt compelled enough. They enjoyed them too. And they're like, hey, 
one was uh one was out of the country and picked some up one uh has his own podcast about cigars and he's like hey i really want you to try these in fact i still have we tried one i still need to try the other but it was just really really cool that the listeners took it upon themselves to send me something that was important to them and so um you know within two weeks just two weeks apart i haven't gotten any sense but um within two weeks apart they were they were sending me stuff so it's pretty cool yeah the um because that's the stuff i'm talking I mean, to mean that's not about downloads but it shows engagement and it shows to me the law of reciprocity it's like you've done something nice for these people they want to do something nice for you and it wasn't even you didn't say hey if you have uh your cigars you know send me a box yeah, no it was their idea i never asked for them in fact as i was talking about them it was it's obvious i was ignorant to what i was talking about so one mm-hmm. of the guys who does this all the time is like hey let me kind of help you out a little bit. Let me send you a real, it, it, he didn't say it though. It's like, let me send you a real cigar. And, uh, and so it was one of those, they wanted to share in that. And so, um, you know, we, we enjoyed Mike and I enjoyed one. We took pictures, sent it to the individual and said, Hey, thanks nice. for that. We still need to get together and do the second. They're sitting up in my humidor right now. Um, but, Really, really cool to be able to kind of interact. I think, Dave, you and I at Podcast Movement are going to get an opportunity to interact with the listeners. A lot of the folks that yeah. listen to us on Saturdays are going to be there. And there's just no, there's no replacing that. And especially when it's real and genuine, you know. So I am looking forward to seeing Harry Duran as well. I got to get one of those yellow T-shirts this time. I've, I've missed on that the you, last couple of times. You kind of have to tackle him early. Because the minute know. he shows up, people are like, give me a shirt. It's like, they're just, they're gone. Where's, where's my podcast junkies t-shirt? Yeah. Um, a couple other things on these clips. I want to go back to the clip of Jen. Jen was willing to be vulnerable in front of her audience. She was able, and, and she kind of now says, oh, here's another episode where I cried. But that's her passion. She had one episode where they Congress had put together a bill that was going to majorly put in tons of finance reform for uh, election. So election finance reform. And it turned out to be just a big um, pile of caca poo poo. It was just a big show that they put in. Look at us. We're we're going to do the right thing. And no, we're not. And when that got defeated, she cried and and she kind of jokes about that now that she had a, a temper tantrum or whatever. But I love her passion and I love her vulnerability. And when you are willing, and this doesn't mean you have to cry on your podcast, but when you're willing to be vulnerable in front of your audience, then you're you you kind of create this intimacy with your audience that they are then willing to be intimate with you. Uh, when my father died, when my mom died and I kind of announced it kind of like, Oh, by the way, here's what's going on. If I sound a little down today, um, my mom, I was not podcasting when my mom died, but when my dad died, people reached out and you know, that is something again, that you have this relationship. And this is the one I think most people don't, uh, I, I don't know that they, it's not that they don't value it. I, I think because it's just there and it's not a physical thing. When, um, when I got divorced, I went to podcast movement and I had so many people that didn't want to talk at all about podcasting and microphones and downloads and bandwidth. They just wanted to see how I was doing. 
And when my cat died, I, it was weird. My cat died like months. And then I went to, I think it was Podfest in Florida and all these people come up because they, they wanted to go through the grieving process, but they couldn't because I wasn't physically there. And so this relationship you build with your audience can be truly amazing. And that has nothing to do with downloads and money. And I think this gets swept under the rug because it's not money. It's not a big number. They're like, Ooh, looky me. Uh, you know, I got a gazillion downloads because you don't need a gazillion downloads to build a relationship with your audience. You don't need a gazillion downloads to make some money. Now you're not going to, you know, unless you're selling, I don't know, some sort of medical equipment that costs $2 billion to people of a very, very small audience that might work. But for the most case, you know, we kind of, I think, lose track of the importance of relationships that you can build with people. And I just wanted to point that out because I see so many people that in the Facebook groups where they're like, oh, I just went over a thousand downloads. Oh, I just went over 500,000. Oh, I just got my first sponsor. Yay. And I'm like, okay, how come nobody's saying, hey, I just got my first email from somebody and this person seems really, really cool. I just had a conversation that I've been dying to have with somebody and it felt great to finally connect with somebody who actually gets me. I mean, that to me, to have, to be understood Wow, that is that is like the gift that keeps on giving. And I think we just, I don't know, I don't know if we sweep it under the rug or maybe we're just not willing to talk about it. So keep that in mind that there are more ways to judge your podcast than downloads and money. And if you're looking to start a podcast, I would love to help you. I, I said before, I love to help people. I love to, I, I love to kind of politely nudge them out of their comfort zone because, oh, Dave, I hate the sound of my voice or Dave, I don't know anything about technology. And I'm like, come on, I'm going to get you through this. Check this out. And you're not going to get hurt. Not even going to get scraped up. Check it out. School of podcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener, L A S T E N E R. If you have any questions, school of podcasting.com slash contact. And uh, I can definitely answer any questions you have about the courses and, of course, the community and everything in between. And now it's time for a last five and five. What were the last five podcasts you listened to? We're actually now recording. So I get to, I'm here live at the Utah Podcast Summit with Dan. Dan and Dan, your podcast is? I've got two. One's called Thank God I'm Atheist, and the other is called The How-To Heretic. Awesome. And right now, you're, you, are you ready for the big pop quiz? I'm ready. What were the last five podcasts you listened to? Other than my own. Other than your own, and if you could tell us a little bit about them. Uh, I listened to a show called God Awful Movies, which okay. is a show that takes religious film and makes fun of it. I love it. It's easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, fish in a barrel, man. Yeah. Although they're really good at it. They're very, very funny. So that's good. Um, let's see. I, you said I could cheat. So I'm going to look at this. Um, I listened to a, a show called The Constant, which is actually a pretty small underground show, but I, I love it. And it's about, it's about, uh, so the constant that he refers to in the title is, that humans keep making mistakes and messing things up. And it's a story of historic, of people just messing things up in history. I love it. Excellent. All right, let's um, do 
Skating Atheist is a good one. Pod Save America. The Illusionist is one of my favorites. That's five. Yeah, there you go. What's The Illusionist about? Uh, It's about words. Words? Uh Uh-huh. Like, it's illusionist, like the illusion, an illusion to something. It's delightful. It's it's a really fun show. And tell us a little bit about your shows. Uh, So... The Thank God I'm Atheist is a current events show, but from a secular perspective. I'm going to say, that's a great name because I don't have to go, what's your show about? Right. <laughs> yes. And usually only takes a few minutes for people to actually get the joke. So Awesome. And the second one? <laughs> it is a lighthearted, happy look at life after religion. And where can we find your stuff, your websites? Howtoheretic.com, thankgodimatheist.com, and uh, if your listeners don't know how to find a podcast, then there's a real problem. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Thanks. And if you'd like to participate in that, simply go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, and don't forget to mention your website and a little bit about your show, and then not your favorite five podcasts. What were the last five podcasts you listened to? In next week's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about Backpack Studio. Why? Because I've had a couple of people go, this is a really cool tool. So we'll be talking about that as well as anything else that you would like to talk about. And speaking about that, don't forget to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. Fill out the question of the month. That, again, is needed by this Friday, July 26, 2019. And again, I really would like an audio version as well as pretty, pretty, pretty please click on the online version that has a few more questions. I deeply appreciate it. And you're helping me help you. It's going to help make the show better. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. <laughs>